y'all determined to make this the Apollo this morning. <laughs> but hallelujah. Uh, Brother Parker sends greetings. And those of you that have your Bibles, turn to Genesis, the fourth chapter. Genesis, the fourth chapter. We're going to be reading verses... I'm sorry, it's the third chapter, verses 1 through 9. If you have it, say amen. amen. Let's read. Now the serpent was more subtle than any of the beasts of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Ye have God said, Ye shall not eat of the tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God knoweth that, that in the day that they thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and the tree of desire both in one wise, she took the fruit thereof, and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were open, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of a day, and Adam and his wife knew themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto Adam, Where art thou? Amen. Bow your heads all over the building. Most Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we pray for this congregation now. Lord, we thank you, O oh God, for the opportunity to come to the house of God. Lord, we pray, pray right now for clarity of speech and understanding that your people may receive the word of God. We bind everything that would hinder in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the hand of the enemy off the lives of your people right now. Bring us up to knowledge and understanding of your word right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. We give honor to the ministering staff this morning. Uh, Elder Bean, Sister Dixon, Sister Elma, Sister Williams, Sister Turner, and her, and everyone's companion. We say praise the Lord. Uh, today is Father's Day. Women, we may throw a little bit on you, but we're talking to the brothers this morning. The subject this morning is, man, where are you? Man, where are you? Uh, let's look. When you look at the book of Genesis, it's dealing with the first thing. Uh, you find that when God created man, he created man in his image. 
and his likeness. And so when the devil saw man, he saw it as a way to get back at God. Remember, the devil looked on the face of God. So when he see me and you, brother, walking and sister walking down through here, he sees it as a way to get back at the God that kicked him out of heaven. And so his number one attack is against the male. Uh, you can say what you want to the women are just as important. Yeah, you have equal rights in sin, but his number one objective is let's kill that man. Uh, I wish I had time to uh, point it out in the text, but you must understand if you got a boy in your house, someday he's going to be a man. If you got a young man, someday he's going to be a old man. Ah, hallelujah. You see, the, the, the enemy realizes that if I can get the man, I got the woman. Hallelujah. So he thought that he would come after the woman first. I'm going to give you a little lead today, women, because the enemy and people have considered you as the weaker vessel. You just as strong in the faith as yeah, Samson himself. Oh, you can pray uh, hallelujah. You can pray a brother out of hell into the house of God. You have the ability to change a, a dope head into a, a deacon in the church. Oh, yeah, you, you have spiritual power. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, oh, I don't know if you knew you was hitting on it or not, but the sanctified wife does sanctify her husband. Oh, so, so, so stop crying. Just pray. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Uh, so but you have to understand what the devil's primary target is. Uh, he wants that boy that came out of your womb. Uh, uh, he wants that little one, that little one you're rocking in your arms right now. Because that is where the seed lies. Your daughter don't produce the seed. And it's a proven fact. If you get the fathers, you got the generation that's coming after. And so the whole, Lord have mercy, I feel this thing. So the whole plot is, let me get the man and take the woman as a bonus. Hallelujah. So when you look at the word of God and when you look at how the enemy oftentimes get the man off of his kilter and get him all toxic. Get him looking in a direction where he ought not to be. So you must understand this. And it, it, it is a principle. Lord have mercy. I, I wish I could take you this morning. Go back to Laban, Laban rather, and Jacob. What you look at is what you turn into. I wish I could prove it, but I'm going to give you some information. And check it. Uh, Laban had goats and uh, he had made an agreement uh, that, uh, to uh, Jacob, uh, every speckled goat uh, is going to be you. Uh, oh, look at this man of God uh, with wisdom of God. Uh, so he took the she goats out uh, when they were pregnant uh, and let them look at speckled things, uh, nothing solid of color. Uh, and so they start producing. 
producing uh, speckled sheep and uh, speckled goats. Uh, and after a while, Jacob had more uh, than Laman had. Uh, let me tell you something. Uh, depend on what you let your boys see uh, is depending on uh, whether you keep them in the house of God uh, or not. Hallelujah. Flip Wilson had it right when he said, what you see is what you get. I know, I know, we're modern now. We don't believe in all that. So we tell our kids, go to the fence and look at the world. Oh, no wonder we got drug addicts in the house. and No wonder we got infeminates in the house. That's just another time for punk or homosexual. No wonder we got them now that don't even know whether they male or female. They done looked at and they done saw too much. Oh, hallelujah. But it's really not really their fault. It is the devil behind everything. Oh, I know in our wisdom, everybody say our wisdom. Oh, let me tell you something about our wisdom. We don't think like God. We can't even see what God sees. And we can look at it every day and we'll never be able to see the thing that God sees. Even in your life. Some of us won't even know. Lord, why am I here? You're here because God designed it so. Hallelujah. So you must understand if the devil wouldn't be picking on you, if you would not have been born, some other man child would have been born. He would have picked on him. Just like he picked on your daddy, your great granddaddy, everybody that was before you. I don't even know if you realize that our race of people has been emasculated. They've always wanted to take our masculinity away from us. Even in slavery, the first thing they did was stripped us of who we was. So it took 50, 20, 100 years for a man to start walking and looking and talking like a man. Can I tell you, uh, I wish I had the numbers this morning, but there's so many of our brothers and our young men that are in prison, and the first thing that the devil takes from them is their masculinity. Oh, y'all don't like me, but I'm going to tell you anyhow. The first thing he wants is that real man that's down on the inside. Let me tell you what a real man is. A real man knows how to love, and he's comfortable in loving. 
Hallelujah. He's not locked up. If you got one that's locked up, he's half. He's not whole. So you got a problem. Oh, I'm going there this morning. Y'all don't hear me. And so our daughters and our mothers find, find half men and try to make them whole. You can't make a man whole. You have to make yourself whole. Hallelujah to God. So you got to look at this thing. The devil tries to lock the man up. So he's taught up, twisted up, and angry on the inside. Oh, let me tell you something, sister. Uh, you want to know how you got a half man when he start boxing your jaws and slapping you and running you around the house? Tell them real men don't treat their wives like that. Real men treat their wives like Jesus treat the church. That's a real man. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Some of us can't compare them to our fathers. Because some of us don't know who our father really is. Some of us don't even have a hero. You know, I've seen people that I like. But I ain't seen nobody I would classify as my hero. Because you know what a hero is? A hero ain't just somebody that in some time tight pants and walking around with a cape. I got my own. Hallelujah. I don't need nobody bouncing a basketball and can't keep their families together. Sleeping around and can't tell me boy, how to preserve my life and how to live so that not only God will say good things about me but my children will say good things about me. I try to live so if I would die tomorrow Pastor and Larry will keep me living forever they'll pass me on to my great grandchildren they gonna know about Sammy cause the first thing they gonna tell them daddy didn't do this and daddy didn't allow me to do that daddy whooped my tail and daddy told me not only do I tell them I show them that's what a real man is and brother you got to understand with all the creatorial parts that God put down in you he puts down in you the ability to be a real man you ain't got to come down like nobody and the first thing now that they want to do let me tell you I was flabbergasted by some of the things that I see in here, even in this generation of alone. I feel sorry for the young people that have to come along through this crazy and mixed up generation. They got more idiots in their 30s and 40s than they got on the playground right now, trying to mess up the minds of the next generation. And it's always some man hiding behind the scene. If you think of lying, turn on CB 
CNCB. It's always a man messing up a young child. It's always a man that's trying to be a predator. Lord, some little child out of the house and trying to seduce them, trying to mess them up. Doesn't care if they're boy or girl, as long as he can mess them up. I'm here now. I might as well preach a while. And some of us don't even realize you can't, your gun can't protect you in the time that we live. The church is the only thing that can protect you against this world. And the reason that even now some of our children, they're even gotten into the uh, self-abuse where they're cutting themselves and tearing their hair out. The devil is behind it because he realizes there is some potential in them that maybe God's got a mark on them that you and I can't see. And I come to admonish you mothers. I'm going to talk to you in a while, fathers. To admonish you mothers. Don't you let no demon in hell come and make an assault and camp out in your house. You go without your food and tell your girlfriend to shut up. You'll call her later. My babies need me right now. I ain't going to wait until they get 40 and 50 years old and start crying, Lord, save them. I'm going to do like the cowboys did the Indian. I'm making a circle around this camp. When you see me walking out the front door and circling around the house, I'm telling the devil, this house is off limits. Don't you dare come in this house. Don't you come through the door. I got it marked by the blood of Jesus. Don't you come to the window. I got it marked by the blood of Jesus. Tell AT and I don't need them. I've got Jesus watching over the front door and the back door. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we smell the devil. God is making us believe that we are defenseless in this day and time. Can I, I'm prone to mess up. Can I mess up one time? Those of you that are weak, slick, and everything else, not only are you ignorant, you weak. You can't do them no good until you get some strength. If you think I'm lying, you check out Keeper and Watchman. I'm reminded right here of a question that Abel Abel asked God. Am I my brother's keeper? And you know God in his infinite wisdom did not even respond you know why we are our brother's keeper let me tell you 
a few things, brothers, about us. We are our brother's keeper. We'll watch our brother's back. When our brothers start missing, we start praying. When our brothers start faltering in the way they walk and in the way they talk and the way they act, we start praying because this is a spiritual thing. And if the devil could ever get us carnal, he got us. And most of the time, you see carnality first creep in the church is through the sisterhood, not the brotherhood. You can check it even in the book of Acts. Who was fighting? The Grecian women over food. Case in point. Hallelujah. So you've got to look at where was Adam doing? Adam the law was given to you. Let me tell you a thing or two. Let me tell you, sisters that are shopping, brother that are shopping, you need to put on your list. You want somebody that is real. Oh, hallelujah. One thing, Sister Turner didn't know it, but I made up my mind. I wanted to see her man. Before I said I do. Hallelujah. That determines how she was going to handle the marriage in the downside of me. Lord have mercy. I can tell you some things about me that Monica and James and my brothers already know about. I'm grouchy and I can be hard to get along with. Oh yes I can. And sometimes she tell me about my and I have to turn away the land because she ain't lying. Oh, hallelujah. But when you look at a man cannot be afraid to open up in the presence of God. And so you got to understand here. Adam, Adam, where are you? Sister, it has been taught it. And they were teasing you a little this morning. A man that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. Sister, you make yourself the goodest thing that's on the face of the earth. And then when you get to your good point and you know you're good, you tell that rascal, you don't fit this on the list. You don't fit this on the list. I heard how you snapped your mama so this ain't gonna happen to me I heard what you said about your sister so it ain't gonna happen to me you don't believe in working you want me to do all the work you think a woman's place is in the house and having babies guess what somebody gotta feed them what are you gonna do in the relationship we ain't gonna have a bedroom marriage and that's it you gotta be able to take me out to the riverfront steakhouse put me on the finest and show me off 
Hallelujah. God do it every spring with his flower. Am I lying? Ain't lying. God do it every winter when he blesses dresses the trees with the snow. We have to marvel it. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that wonderful? Don't that red bird look out? Don't it look pretty out there? On that white snow with the green leaves of the tree glistening in the background. You tell them, turn about. It's fair play. You take me out and show me off. I'll take you out and I'll show you off. Hallelujah to God. I hope I'm helping somebody here. Lord, so you got to understand the devil saw all that was going on and now we got so many wounded folk because they made a whole lot of bad decisions because there were men that ran from God instead of ran to God. Lord have mercy. He said Adam. And you notice God comes down at different points in your life. Sometimes you're in a crisis. You know he's there. Sometimes you can mark points and times throughout your life where you can tell somebody emphatically I know God was with me. I don't care what you say. God was with me. He was right there. I come to tell somebody. You got to understand when God comes down to you, you got to come up to him. Man, where are you? We've got so many folk that are lost because of poor fathers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fathers that didn't do their job. Scarred women where they can't trust. I don't know if you've noticed about the news and all the stuff that are going on. Incest and we don't even have to hash all that stuff. But it breaks down the trust. And you want to know why a lot of people can't relate to the ministry and men leading the church? Because their fathers have messed them up. A man can't tell me nothing. Because what didn't happen? But you know, if we would allow God, and this is, this is, this, brothers, you got to understand what you are. And the biggest problem, most of us brothers don't understand where we, we're not a breeding machine. We're not supposed to live with Kate and Sue and Sally and Barbara, Betty, Jonah. We're not supposed to be sleeping around. Sleeping around. Women, just in case you don't know it. Every time you sleep with a man that's sleeping around, you're sleeping with the last ten persons he slept with. So it ain't just you. 
You better look into signs. And most of the time, it is the broken men that don't know how to handle their hurt. And so they have good intentions. They don't intend to do this. Because they, remember, they have been broken. They have been messed up in the past. So now it's their generation to be fathers. So this generation going to be just as further off than the one that was behind it. Hillary Rodden Clinton wrote a book about it takes a village to raise a child. No, it don't. It takes one group that is a family, a father and a mother. You get all these other inputs into your house, you got a whole bunch of crazy ideas. And that's why some of our kids are crazy right now. They don't know whether I should listen to mama, listen to daddy, Listen to the one across the street or the one behind. But if you can imagine God going down through here, trying to get those people that have been hurt and wounded and lost and dejected, trying to get them to come to him. And do you not know the first thing about hurt is you try to hide. You call you you know most people quit hurt with shame. It becomes a shame. And that's where the enemy really gets a hold to the mind. If you if you get hurt and you don't express that hurt and get it off of you. It becomes locked up. Have you come across people that will fly off with one word? It is called misplaced anger. The clinical term is dysfunctionalism. And everybody in here got it. And what we have to do, when God came down, he didn't come down to condemn Adam and Eve. He came down to provide for him. Can I ask you a question? I'll make a, put a thought in your mind. Why is it that when folk get hurt, they run from the house of God? Why is it? When folk fail God, they run from God. You could go throughout the streets of the city and call. If we would call all Christians just to come back to the house of God, or just to come out on the front porch, then we can actually see the amount of hurt that has taken place because what the devil got into. And that's what we are. It ain't you. It ain't me. It's the devil's been behind this from way back when. But we've got to fight it. The closer you get to God, the further the devil got to get it back from you. And what we've got to do, we've got to learn how to pray. I done lost you already. 
What do you do when you're in a bad relationship? Number one, try not to get in one. If you don't pray, you'll fight. What do you do when brother, she just take her grip and walk. What do you do? You stand there and wait on the Lord and be of good courage for he'll strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You don't leave God falling after folk and falling after people. And this is the biggest problem of the church. Then God has to go on a search to try to find us and try to get us to, to understand that it, it was meant for evil. But I can work it out for good. I can change everything and turn it around. But you know what happens? Then we run into another issue of trust. And do you not know, depending on how we miss, get, get messed up with trust, we have a hard time even trusting God? This looks right and it feels right, but I'm scared. You know what you have to do? You have to go back to God. Don't run from him. Go to him. Lord, straighten out all those things that are wrong and got me all mixed up on the inside. So Adam had to come to his issue. And you know what? That's what most of us. We're going to come to the crossroads of life. And we're going to have to deal face to face with what we said and did or didn't do that brought us to But don't make the mistake in running from God. Run to God. He's going to meet you halfway. The Bible said, if you draw nigh to God, he'll what? Draw nigh to you. Man, where are you?